Uh, you know, um, I think about life, I think about life's journey, and the things that we experience during the course of our life as Christians, as parents, as children, if that's the case, in every aspect, in every area of life. And uh, more, most recently, because um, we're taking time and, and having more time, my wife and I, with our granddaughter, uh, I'm getting more involved also with her schooling. And um, um, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think, and I'm going, why do we have to put the zero here again? And, and, and I'm having to re uh, educate myself, and I tell you, if I had to take some of those tests, pfft, forget it, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't get past uh, probably the second or third grade, but uh, I was thinking about her and how some, she gets frustrated when uh, she, they have to take self-tests, and when uh, she doesn't do well in the self-tests, you know, she gets frustrated, I can't do it, I don't want to do it, it's too hard, and then we just help her through it, and, and, and uh, she does okay as she moves forward and doesn't give up. And for you and I, it's the same way. Life is full of examinations. Life is full of taking different types of tests, whether it's a driving test, whether it's, it's a test for your job, it's a physical test, whatever the case might be. You know, there are those tests we take and sometimes we pass and then sometimes we don't. Think about this. How many times did you have to take your driver's test? The written test let alone the driving test. And you wanted to drive so bad, you didn't quit. You just went back and did it again. You studied, you went back and did it again. Well, it's the same way in Christianity. Life is full of tests. It's a journey. And sometimes we do well in those tests that we stand up as Christians. And then sometimes we don't do so well. But just like in life, we don't quit. We don't give up. We do it again. We take the test again because God hasn't called us to failure, but to success. And that success comes as we persevere and we step forward in spite of the mistakes, in spite of the failures, in spite of maybe what didn't work out so well in the past. And that's the way it is in our journey in Christ. We don't quit trying to be more Christ-like. We don't quit trying to be a better man or woman of God, a better parent, a better husband or wife, but we persevere and we press in. In Psalms 11, and in verse 4 and 5, it shows us and speaks to us concerning how the Lord observes and examines our life. And he says, the Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord is on his heavenly throne, and he observes the sons of men. His eyes examine them. The Lord examines the righteous, but the wicked and those who love violence, his soul hates. And so I guess what I'm saying is that our lives are always going to be examined by God, not so much because he wants us to fail or make life difficult for us, because he wants to help us, just like parents or grandparents, if that's the case, uh, want to help their, their children or grandchildren to succeed. 
You do what you can. Those tests are going to come, and you help them through that. That's the way the Lord is. That's what God does for you and I. And so this morning, as we look at the Word of God, what I want to do is I entitled this, this sermon, Faith's Life Journey, because uh, faith is a journey. Faith is a journey in life, and there are, are many bridges that we're going to have to cross to get to where God wants us to be. Some of you at the beginning journey of your faith in Christ. Some of you are at that halfway point. You've been journeying and serving God for many years, and, and some, boy, you know, you've been, you've been on that journey as long as you can remember. Sister Christina said she's been on it from six years old, thinking about it. It never ends. That journey never ends until we go to be with the Lord. And during the course of that journey, there are going to be tests along the way. Our faith will always be examined, and it will be tested. Psalms 111 and verse 4 and 5. Or, I'm sorry, Proverbs 16, verse 2. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. The Lord weighs the spirit. That word weighs means that he evaluates our spirit. He evaluates what's going on in our lives. He sees what's taking place. I want to take a look at our scripture, our text. And it's out of the book of Hebrews chapter 11, and it's speaking about someone that we've heard preached about before, and his name is Abraham. Abraham, the father of our faith, Abraham, a man whose faith was tested. It was tested from the very first time that he was called to leave the Ur of the Chaldeans, his country, and God said, I want you to leave, and I'll show you a place after you take that step of faith and leave on your journey. It wasn't before, but it was after Abraham decided to step out. It's the same way with you and I. Faith in life is a journey. And God wants to help us through that journey. In Hebrews 11 and verse 17, it says, By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And uh, he who had received the promises was offering up his only begotten son. That was Ab speaking about Abraham because uh, Isaac was God's promise to Abraham that his seed would continue, his, inher his heritage would continue. And it was his only son. And it goes on and says, it was he to whom it was said, in Isaac your descendants shall be called. He considered now that God is able to raise people even from the dead from which he also received him back as a type. You see, for you and I this morning, our faith will, as the scriptures we read, will constantly be under examination, whether we like it or not, either by God or by other people around us that we go to school with, that we work with. So let's take a look this morning at Abraham and his example, the tests that he had to take. 
The, the journey that he had to take in his life called faith. And we'll see how he fared. And let's do what my granddaughter does and the kids that come to our school here at New Harvest. Let's take a self-test. And let's take a look at our life. You know, every, life is full of self-tests. Even your printer does a self-test. Even your computer does a self-test. Sometimes we don't like self-tests, do we? Because it kind of shows us what's going on in our life. So let's take a self-test this morning. And one of the first places in Abraham's journey that his faith was tested in, was in obedience in the text that we read. Because Abraham... His obedience to the Lord caused him to be willing to sacrifice and offer his son Isaac to the Lord because God asked him to. You see, this morning, our obedience to the word of God will always be put to the test in one way or another. This morning, some of you might be experiencing God's test in this area of your life of obedience in some area. Now, that word obedience, what does that really mean? It means compliance, submission, agreement, and respect. And sometimes those things go against the grain. It, 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 it's, it's our independence that, that gets offended when it comes to the term obedience. It's our radical way of life. Ah, I don't have to do that. I don't want to do that. Especially nowadays, I find myself wrestling with that aspect of obedience when it comes to a lot of the, the stuff that's going on concerning churches and, and schools and everything else. And it's like, do I have to, God? I don't want to. And I struggle with that sometimes. Just like you and I struggle when it comes to being obedient and respecting what God speaks to us about in his word Many times we struggle in this area. In Romans chapter 6 and in verse 16, the Apostle Paul writes about this. And he says this, Know not that whom you yield yourselves to obey, you are servants to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. And so there's choices that have to be made. And there was a struggle, I guarantee you, in the life of Abraham somewhere. Human nature will always struggle in this area. It's the flesh versus the spirit. How many can say amen to that? When it comes to applying certain areas of God's word to our lives, the flesh wants to resist, wants to question, wants to ask why. But God, you don't understand. But Lord, uh, are you sure? And we struggle in that area of obedience. In Ephesians chapter 2, and in verse 2, it's called the old nature. Listen to what Paul writes to this church in Ephesians chapter 2. Where in times past you walked, according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. Paul was talking about our old lifestyle and what ruled us in, the, in, in, in our old life before we got saved. And he says uh, it was a, a spirit 
that works in the children of disobedience. And so it is a spiritual battle and fight that we have to participate in when it comes to the area of obedience. And Abraham was tested in that area. Why? Because our affections will always want to supersede obedience to the will of God. Affections versus obedience. Abraham loved his son, Isaac. Isaac was God's promise to Abraham, his only son at that point, to be the root of his heritage. And he loved him, and I'm sure his affections were challenged. But he respected God's word. He respected God's promise. He respected uh, that God uh, was faithful to his word. And so he obeyed. Affection. It means our desires. It means our passions. Those things that we set our mind upon. And God always gives us a choice. We're not robots. He created us to be free will thinkers and spirit. And we have decisions to make when it comes to serving Jesus and the obedience to the word of God. And we have to choose whether to obey our desires and affections or to be obedient to the Lord. And Abraham's faith was under inspection and examination by God. Faith, Abraham's faith was firmly persuaded. Are you firmly persuaded in your faith this morning that God says who he says he is? Are you firmly persuaded as Abraham was? And it speaks about him in Romans chapter 4 and verse 21. Paul writes about Abraham's faith and he says that he was firmly persuaded, not loosely, semi-persuaded or, you know, maybe, but there was a, a solidness in his persuasion concerning his faith in Jesus Christ. And that is what caused him to go beyond his affections and emotions and to be obedient to God when God asked him to bring Isaac, his only son, to be a sacrifice. You see, we have to answer that question. That's a self-test this morning, the first one in your life. Are you firmly persuaded regarding the word of God and who God is and his faithfulness to his word and his promises? Despite the lies that maybe came into his mind, despite Abraham thinking in the text that in Romans chapter 4, you know, I'm old. My wife Sarah is old, past childbearing age. But God gave us this promise. And so I am fully persuaded that God is going to keep his promise. And he did keep that promise like he will for you this morning. What has God promised in your life? 
What has God said not to be afraid or concerned about? Is it your unsaved children? Is it your marriage that may be on the rocks? Uh, is it your, those things that you may be struggling with personally? And God's word says, uh, I will deliver you. I will heal you. I will save them. Uh, I will heal your marriage. I will heal your children. God will keep his promise like he did with Abraham. Thank God. Because Abraham was fully persuaded. Our faith and obedience will always be put to the test when it comes to those aspects, to that journey in life. And Abraham surrendered his life in obedience and trust towards the Lord. And that's the next self-test that we need to take. Not only in the area of our obedience, but like Abraham, he passed the trust test. How about us? Self-test. This morning, in, the, in your life journey, and have there been areas in your life that you didn't trust God in, that you looked to worldly understanding and you went through, through, through what your feelings uh, uh, spoke to you about instead of trusting the Lord? You see, the trust test for Abraham was that he had to trust God for his son Isaac to be given back to him if he indeed had to sacrifice him. He had to trust God. God will always examine the way we handle what he has placed in our hands. God placed Isaac in Abraham's life in his hands. And God asked Abraham to trust him, to release him, to let go of him. And Abraham had to trust God that it was going to be okay. How about us this morning? Those things that God has placed in our hands, do we trust God with them? Whatever they might be, gifts that he's given to us, Resources, finances, children, husbands, wives. Do we trust God or do we try to do things our own way? In Psalms 26 and verse 2, the psalmist cries out and he prays to the Lord. And he asks God this. Examine me, O Lord. And prove me. Try my reins and my heart. Try my reins and my heart. The word reins, we get that picture when you think about a stagecoach and the six or however many horses are pulling that stagecoach, and you see the stagecoach driver in the old cowboy movies, and he's got those leather straps in his hands, and he's controlling the horses with those leather straps, the reins guiding them, directing them. When you get on a horse and you go horseback riding, you have the reins to control that horse, to guide that horse, and to lead that horse. And so for you and I, when the psalmist says, try my reins and my heart, 
has to do, do we trust God? He was asking, check me to see if I trust you with, with my life. If I trust you to guide me, if I trust you to, to lead me, do I trust you? In every aspect of my life, in every area of my life. That word trust has to do with uh, our spirit and what motivates us. And David was asking the Lord to search what was controlling his heart. We should do that every day. God, search me. Try me or test me to see if you're still in control. Wow. To see if you're still in control of this part of my life and these areas of, of my journey. This is the area that springs up deep from within us, our character and our motivations in life that we have to think about, am I going to trust God with? A lot of times we hold back because we don't want to relinquish control or give God the reins in certain areas of our lives. God, I will trust you here, but I'm still going to kind of hold on on this side. You know, it's, if any of you have ever taught someone how to drive, and you're in the street, and you're in traffic, you know, I, I mean, nowadays, I guess the, the cars they have, they have two steering wheels and sets of brakes and all the rest of that stuff. But, you know, in our personal cars, it's all about trust. And you have this 16-year-old or whatever age it is now. I mean, I was driving. We were driving, Nancy. I was taking her out at 15 years old and sneaking away. And Uh-oh. Okay, so we were saved, okay? But if you, you've, you've taught someone how to drive, man, you're, you're, you're like this. And they're, they're, okay, take a left, and you're wanting to put your hand on the wheel, and you got a little bit. You trust them a little bit, but, you know, you're like as close as you can to them. Right? Because you don't trust them. You want to hold on. And that's the way we are with God. We'll trust you here, God, but we're still holding on and trying to have the reins in this area of our lives. Especially when it comes to our resources, our finances. Abraham offered up Isaac. That's what, this, that's what our text says. Abraham offered up Isaac. Abraham was tested by his willingness to trust God to give back Isaac the promise that the Lord gave him. And Abraham passed the test. It was a trust test. It was the give back test. And this morning, you and I will always be tested in that area, in that journey of our lives. And the question is, are we willing to return back to the Lord what he has so graciously given to us? Give back to the Lord what he has so graciously placed in our hands, like Isaac was so graciously placed in Abraham's hands. That's the question we have to ask. That's the trust test. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 21, for where your treasure is, there 
your heart will be also. Abraham's heart had to completely be sold out to God because Isaac was Abraham's treasure. He loved him. He cared for him. Isaac was the source of his heritage to continue. But he trusted God. Who has control this morning of what you treasure? Whether it's your possessions, your money, your ambitions, your desire. Those things that are valuable to you this morning. Who has the reins over those things? We have to question ourselves. We have to take that self-test. Matthew 6, 24. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Now, what is that word mammon? What does that mean? It means wealth trusted in, or it means that in which we put our trust in. It's described as a master or an entity, another power or person who has control over our life when it comes to our desires, our ambitions, and so on. So this morning, that's the question to ask, the trust test question. Are we willing to trust God and give back to God what he has placed in our hands? So think about that question as I say this to you. Also think about the people we trust with our money. Think about the people we trust with our money. What am I talking about? Amazon, Apple Pay, and some of the ones I don't even know about that you all do. To have your account numbers, they know that you just tap nowadays and there it goes. Why do you do that? Why do you do that? Because you trust them, don't you? Right? You, come on now. Let's, we're in church, folks. You can, you can respond. It's good. This is an us sermon. Because we trust them. We put our faith in them. And so many times... We struggle trusting God with what giving back what he's given to us. In Proverbs 3, 5, we know the scripture, trust in the Lord with all your heart and he will direct uh, and not lean onto your own understanding and he will direct, make your path straight. Trust in him, acknowledge him in all your ways and he will make your path straight. Trust in the Lord with all your hearts. Abraham trusted the Lord, his treasure, with all of his heart, and God provided for him. He knew that God was either going to provide a sacrifice or bring him back to life. You see, our 
releasing and giving back to God in whatever area it might be, whether it's your gifts. Some folks hold on to the gifts. They don't want to utilize their gifts for the things of God. Some folks hold on to their time. They don't want to give their time that God's given to them. Don't you think, thank God for the time God's given to us? Every day I do. I thank God for every day. I'm 71. I want to make it to 72. Every day I open my eyes, thank you, Jesus. I'm getting closer. You see, now, I know when you're younger, yeah, you know, no big deal. I'll wake up. I got tomorrow, mañana. It'll be okay. But as you get older, you understand some things. The Bible says tomorrow's promise to no one. And that today is the day that what we need to do is to learn to trust God with what he's given to us because tomorrow might not be around to utilize it. Are you holding on too tightly to what God has put in your hands? Our tithes, our offerings, and our gifts, etc., and so on, our time, our service to God, our evidences of our trust or lack of it in the Lord. Because Abraham trusted God to meet his needs, you and I need to learn to trust God to meet our needs. Because he's given us so much in abundance that the blessings many of us don't even deserve. How many can say amen to that? The blessings that God has given to us that we don't, we don't deserve it. It's by God's grace that we have what we have. Paul the Apostle writes and acknowledges the church at Macedonia for their generosity and given to the work of the Lord. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 24, therefore show to them and before the churches the proof of your love and of our boasting on your behalf. It's the give back principle that verifies our trust in the Lord. And then, as our music team makes their way up this morning, the last test that Abraham had to take in his life journey, the next step, was prayer. It was a test of prayer. Abraham was a man of prayer. He was able to trust God because he was in communion with the Lord. He had a relationship with God. And when you have a relationship with God, you're able to trust Him with everything in your life. And in, many times it's because of our lack of prayer that we struggle in these areas of being obedient to the Lord, in the area of having confidence and trusting the Lord. In Isaiah chapter 65 and verse 24, it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are still speaking, I will hear. I mean, that's a powerful scripture. Think about what it said. Before they call, I will answer. That tells me God already knows what I'm going to call him about, and he's going to answer it before it even comes out of my mouth. Or while I'm speaking, 
God says he's hearing before I even finish what I want to say. Wow. That's why Abraham was able to be obedient to God and to trust him because he was a man of prayer. And because he was a man of prayer, there was no doubt in his mind that, that God heard his cry, heard his heart before he even spoke and provided that ram in the bush, provided that sacrifice in place of Isaac. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 28, God will provide. When Isaac asked him, hey, Dad, we got the stuff to burn and to make a sacrifice, but where's the sacrifice? And Abraham says, God will provide. I'm going to tell you this morning, in your life, God will provide. God has provided. What are those needs in your life this morning uh, that you are crying to God about, that you are praying to the Lord about? Let me tell you something. Uh, before you even spoke it, God already knows uh, and he's already getting involved uh, in that area of your life. Uh, and as Abraham spoke to his son, God will provide this morning uh, in your life. The word of God is our answer key to answer prayer. chapter 5 and verse 18. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much, gains much, has much success. First John 3, 22. Whatever we ask, we receive from him. Because we keep his commandments and do those things that, that are pleasing in his Self-testing this morning in the area that Abraham was tested in this story of Isaac. Obedience, trust, and prayer. How are we faring as we bow our heads this morning?